Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Newly leaked audio is out, and it shows Donald Trump talking about classified documents in which he says these documents are secret. And that when he was president, he could have declassified him. Seemingly a smoking gun. Donald Trump knew in 2021, the documents in his possession were in fact still classified national security documents. He did not declassify them. Now, certainly there's many things to say about Donald Trump. I don't think he's the best at dealing with the political landscape. And this certainly does throw uh, uh, some, a cold, a cold splash of water in the face of Everyone who said that Donald Trump could have just said they were declassified and they were. That still stands. Donald Trump as president still has, still had at the time, plenary declassification powers. And all this audio really shows is that Trump is a bit tactless. He can still say he he declassified them now simply because he told some reporters and some individuals that they were secret and he should have doesn't mean he didn't. It just strikes at his credibility It's not damning evidence. They want you to believe it is. But let's just say for the sake of argument, because this is what the prosecution will bring about. It shows Trump did not classify. It's certainly circumstantial evidence to that fact, though. I'm sure Trump will argue something like I did. I was just trying to ham it up to make it sound like it was more important. Sure. In the audio, he talks about how Millie wanted to attack Iran, was going to blame him for it. But let's just say this. I give Trump no benefits of the doubt. I think it's entirely possible he never did anything to express declassification of these documents, didn't think it was a big deal, considering Hillary Clinton did worse. But that still puts him in the crosshairs of federal prosecutors who have been trying to destroy him this whole time. So I'll tell you why I'm upset about the whole thing. The corruption of the Bidens. I can bring it up and I can explain to you the double standard. The corruption of the Clintons. And I'll bring it up and explain to you the double standard. It may be that Trump is now trying to drum up some argument as to how he did declassify this, despite the fact that he previously stated he did not. I don't know if that matters in a full legal context, because you can still argue as soon as the president took them, they were no longer classified. And this audio only really shows that Trump is a braggart who is trying to sound cool because telling some random people I didn't do it doesn't really mean anything if he de facto did. But we'll see how that all plays out. 
The big story is that Trump is blasting the deranged prosecutor, Jack Smith, and accusing him of working with the DOJ, DOJ and FBI to leak the audio to CNN, in which the former president admits to having classified documents he took from the White House. Let me play for you this clip. And oh boy, let's talk about the fractured corruption in the DOJ in this country. And oh, oh boy, Trump's failures. No question. He is bad at this. And you know what? It's coming to haunt him. I want to play for you the audio. The first thing I want to say is this, to reiterate earlier points. Hillary Clinton did have a confidential classified and classified information on her private servers. Her staffers destroyed this information. It is illegal to do so. Hillary Clinton did retain. She's not even the president. And what do we hear from Comey? No prosecutor would bring this case forward. So while we're talking about Donald Trump as president taking classified documents, the standard by which we've all been operating is it's fine, especially considering Joe Biden himself took documents as vice president, which were also classified. So by all means, liberals, leftist, anti-Trumpers, I will clap and cheer for you when you bring forward the evidence in court against Donald Trump seeking his prosecution. Thank you for finally going after a president. I will now demand and expect criminal prosecution of Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. If you think you are going to go after Trump for this, this crime by which Biden and Hillary Clinton are also guilty. If you do not go after them, you are proving the point we have all been making. The prosecution is political and you show me the man and I will show you the crime. Thus, should Donald Trump be prosecuted by the current standards that we've been applying to Democrats? No. To be honest, by my standards, I would, I would say yes, absolutely. You want to play this game? Yes. But this means I will only, I will only be satisfied and agree with you liberals when you drop the hammer on Hillary and Joe Biden as well. But see, this is the problem. I know you're not going to. So why am I going to complain about a president taking classified documents? I don't care at all. Because if a secretary of state can do it and a vice president can do it and they have no declassification powers and you won't prosecute them, by what standard are you claiming Trump broke the law? So spare me your leaked audio bombshell. I just don't care because we know Biden did it. We know Clinton did it and you don't care. So why should I? Now, if you want to talk about prosecuting a president and you come to me and say Donald Trump's drone strikes, Donald Trump's commando raids, dead eight year old American girl, I will be like, oh, boy, yes, I hereby declare I demand an investigation of the Donald Trump administration into the death of the eight year old American girl in Yemen. I demand it. And while we're at it, um, I expect you'll bring up charges against Barack Obama for the drone strike on a civilian cafe that killed 16-year-old American citizen Abdulrahman Alalaki. You get my point. If you want to talk about prosecuting presidents, tell me you're going to launch an inquiry into the death of that eight-year-old girl. And I'll say, yeah, absolutely. Right now, it's hearsay, circumstantial evidence. We don't know for sure what really happened. That's an accusation. It warrants an investigation. As for the death of 16-year-old American citizen Abdulrahman Alalaki, we know that happened. That's confirmed in the New York Times. And Barack Obama, nothing, nothing. This to me, I, I want to see accountability for all of these people. 
I don't care if it's Trump or anyone else, but you know it won't happen. All that's really happening is they're using the DOJ to target their political rival. But I'm going to make sure you hear the audio from Trump himself. I'm going to play it. Sick people. Take a listen. That was, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying yeah. to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. I'll pause real quick and just say, Donald Trump's trust of the corporate press is hilarious. And you know what? He deserves a lot of this. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Wait a minute. Let's see here. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Except it is like highly confidential, secret. This is secret information. Look, look at this. You attack. And Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> she'd, send it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah, yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. And you know, he said, he wanted to attack Iran and what? He said the papers. Wow. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out. A, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified yeah. it. Now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, classified. Now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so, I'm, look, we here and I have, a, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's you. incredible, right? No. They, hey, bring some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. So who is recording this, I wonder? Now, Donald Trump's saying a lot of dumb things saying things like, you know, it's secret. I could have classified it. I didn't. Does that mean he did not? Well, it certainly means he didn't think he did. And that evidence will be brought against him. And so be it. Trump thinks he's going to sit down with these writers and he can say all this stuff and, and, and that's fine. Now, it seems the most likely scenario is that because he's being charged, Trump is taking the stance of, well, well I did declassify it because I was president. So it's just declassified. And that is technically the truth. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. 
fastgrowingtrees.com code pool. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're, the, the defense will likely make the argument that Trump was just hamming it up for writers or was making the claim it was secret because he didn't want them to actually write about it. There's a lot of things that can be said in a court of law, but Trump does himself no favors. And I will say this definitively. It seems more likely Trump did not expect this information declassified, did not think it mattered that he had it. And once they came for him, then publicly came out and said, I declassified this, I swear. And you can argue technically he did by having it. But now you're just getting into weird legal theories. The reality of the situation is thus. For the longest time, before we knew about the audio, or whatever Trump had said, the assumption was Trump took it under the under the assumption that it actually was just declassified by him taking it. Now we see in this audio, actually, Trump didn't think it was declassified. And now he thinks he can't declassify it. So you know what? He's gotten himself in this trouble. And I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, at the time, a few months ago, we didn't have the audio. We have it now. I will I will give a special shout out because I made the joke about uh, after DeSantis did the deep fake thing. I tweeted as a joke. I got to put a pose law disclaimer on these things. That audio you heard of Trump, just deep fakes. Now, to be fair, we don't know what the full context of this audio is. And so you can't jump to a legal conclusion based on it. Who was he talking to? What was he saying? Why was he saying it? I'm sure Trump's going to be like, I was just bragging to writers to make it sound like this was actually cool information, when in reality, it actually was declassified garbage. Maybe. But let's just go back and say this. If Trump broke the law, please, by all means, charge him as they've done, prove it, and hold him accountable for whatever reason. Here's the problem. The system is completely broken. I don't care for Trump. Like, I, I think I think Trump's most likely to go in and fire a lot of these people. I think his foreign policy was fantastic. And you shouldn't break the law. I think there's bigger questions around the commando raid that killed that eight-year-old girl, which we've never got an inquiry into. And they'll never, they'll never charge him over because it would put them at risk for their forever wars. If they're not going after Hillary, if they're not going after Joe Biden, why would I in any way want them to go after Donald Trump? If you... Do not call for the prosecution of Hillary or Joe Biden, and you want the prosecution of Trump. You're a cultist, and, and this is it. This is why I say civil war, because the DOJ has been weaponized. Now, of course, they're going to say, no, Tim, it's about accountability. Sure, then lock up Hillary. Come on. 35,000 public records on a private server, smashing phones with hammers, using bleach bit open source software to purge what we know. It was secret classified information. Not a peep. Nothing, not going after him. It's political. That's it. So by all means, please criticize Trump. By all means, don't defend him. Do not. Def when Trump came out and said, I did declassify it, we gave him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to give that to him now. He's on this audio recording saying a whole bunch of stuff. I say, OK, fine. Let's see the evidence. But here's what I won't. I won't play. I won't play the game where somebody leaks audio to the DOJ and then I'm supposed to make a judgment call based on just that, when I know you have not gone after the Bidens, when you've not gone after Hillary. Now, maybe they'll go after Joe. One thing people are speculating on is that they actually are going to go after Joe Biden over the bribery scandal and the classified document scandal because he is their pariah, the sacrificial lamb. They don't want him. They don't want him to run in 2024. He only won because of COVID the first time because people didn't like Trump. They're not going to have the same luck this time. 
So what can they do? It's perfect. Now Joe Biden becomes a fall guy. Now they say, look, Joe Biden did it. We're going to charge him. Trump did it. We're going to charge him. We're not playing favorites. And then what do you get? Gavin Newsom versus Ron DeSantis. But I just want to stress this point. And I'll say it. Until the DeSantis campaign publicly deletes the deepfakes, apologizes, and announces they've fired people over it, I will not vote for that man. I won't do it. And the response I get from everybody is, oh, but like Trump never lied. Trump lies a lot. I, I, sorry, he didn't, his campaign did not manufacture deepfakes. It's a big difference. It's seriously a step over a red line that terrifies me. I don't care. Insult me all you want. Say whatever you want. I literally just don't care. So I'm not voting for that guy if it really comes down to it. He can apologize. They still haven't deleted the deepfake. But this is where I think it may go. I don't know for sure. I don't. But they may go after Joe Biden. They're going after Hunter. We got the text message scandal where he's like, I'm in the room with my dad. Send the money or else. I'm paraphrasing. He said, follow my directions or we'll make it bad for you. Paraphrasing. And then a few days later, he gets sent $5 million. So maybe his dad, you can argue, you know, Joe wasn't really in the room with him. Sure. But let's talk about all of this stuff. Let me pull up these tweets. We got Will Sharp who says, the fact that special counsel Jack Smith's team presumably leaked the audio to CNN only further supports the fact that the prosecution of Trump is politically motivated. I completely agree. They're never going to go after Hillary Clinton. And we know she did this. She has no authority to declassify. She did not declassify. She had classified top secret documents. Where's charges? None. Amazing. Amazing, isn't it? Tom Fitton says, wow, this could be a major government scandal. General Milley seditiously attacked Trump for a plan to invade Iran that Milley himself proposed. Yeah, that's actually a big scandal, too. They're not going to talk about that. Let's go through it all. Orrin McIntyre, in reference to the Hunter Biden scandal, says the smart move for the left would be to just let Biden be the fall guy. No one likes him. And it would give the regime some veneer of legitimacy when it puts Trump on trial. But it won't. They won't. The blatant display of raw power is the point. The right can discover all the smoking guns they want. It means nothing because the GOP is committed to doing nothing. The left steals elections, manufactures race riots, takes massive bribes from foreign nations, and they want you to know about it. They flex. I really do love the, the, the Clinton Global Initiative. Yeah, the money just uh, stopped pouring in. After Hillary lost the election. Isn't it funny how that works? Merrick Garland is now saying, oh, 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 well, I never. How dare you? Some have chosen to attack the integrity of the Justice Department by claiming that we do not treat cases alike. This constitutes an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy. Nothing could be further from the truth. What a truly evil and depraved man. Seriously. I'd like you to listen to this audio convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they, had, they were walking out to press conference and said, no, nah, I said, I'm not gonna, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. 
Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid at the time. Well, there's still, they, so they made some genuine, s substantial changes institutionally and with people. And I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. Joe Biden does not have the authority to threaten or even withhold congressionally approved loan guarantees. A quid pro quo. Joe Biden wanted the prosecutor fired. The argument? Well, it was American policy set by the president. Was it? When you take a look at the quid pro quo related to Trump and Ukraine, he was the president. He set foreign policy. If he told Ukraine that he wanted to investigate corruption in exchange for loan guarantees, military aid, he sets policy, right? You see the game being played. When Joe Biden threatens to have the prosecutor fired, we're told it's, it's, the, it's the policy of the United States set by the president. So it's not a quid pro quo. When Donald Trump does literally the same thing, the interpretation from the left is, yeah, but he was doing it to dig up dirt on an opponent. But Joe Biden hadn't declared that he was running for office at the time. He was not a presidential candidate. Donald Trump was just investigating corruption. That's it. They called it a scandal. They said the president can't, doesn't have the authority to withhold congressionally approved loan guarantees. Then why did Obama? Why did Joe Biden? Now we can take a look at going further. Firing the prosecutor was the quid pro quo. End of story. And we get the argument from when we had Emma Vigeland on saying that, you know, policy is set by, by Congress, actually. And a quid pro quo is personal gain. No, quid pro quo is something for something. Biden said, I will withhold loan guarantees. I have no authority to withhold unless you do something I want you to do. Quid pro quo. Now, Victor Shokin, the prosecutor who got fired, signed a sworn affidavit saying he was told he was fired because he was investigating Burisma the company where Hunter Biden was on the board. Isn't it funny how all that works? By all means, you can charge Donald Trump. I don't care. But when you ignore the crimes of the previous administration, Hillary and Joe, and now he's sitting president, you expect me to sit back and think it's a good faith effort? It's not. If Trump is guilty of anything, it's being dumb, trusting journalists, and taking documents he shouldn't have taken, not the biggest deal in the world by their own standard. Nobody cared. Hillary Clinton had the emails. In fact, they tweet, but her emails. Hillary Clinton did. So if no one really cares about these documents, why should I? I'll tell you what I care about. Dead eight-year-old American girl. Can we investigate that? You want to lock up Trump? Hey, you announce you're arresting him for an, you're launching an investigation into that. And I'll say, thank you. Thank you. Finally. I'm not convinced. Trump is guilty in this regard, but I demand it be investigated. It's an accusation. Trump did order a commando raid in Yemen and drone strikes. Investigate them. Now, they'll argue that the president has, you know, unilateral authority when it comes to issues of the military. No, he doesn't. Congress declares war and we are not at war with Yemen. So why are these things happening? I demand answers. So I'll tell you this left liberals. Don't come at me with your stupid documents garbage, you're lying. Come at me and let's talk about the dead girl. Come at me and let's talk about the American girl who was killed in a commando raid. I want evidence. I want an investigation. And then we'll arrest Obama as well. How about that? Yeah, I didn't think so. Spare me. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see y'all then. Well, the new numbers are in. From the New York Post, Bud Light sales reach new weekly low. 
following Dylan Mulvaney fiasco. That's right. Sales of Bud Light suffered their steepest weekly drop yet since the beer brand launched its disastrous tie-up with Dylan Mulvaney. In the week ending June 17th, sales of Anheuser-Busch brand fell by an eye-popping 28.5% versus a year ago, according to the most recent sales from Bump Williams Consulting and Nielsen IQ. Oh boy. Now, why could it be that Bud Light is doing worse than ever? You know, to be honest, I think the story is done. I do. And maybe this will be wrapping it all up with a nice little bow. Bud Light sponsored Pride in Toronto, and I think they sponsored it in other areas. I'm not, uh, there, there have been several Pride events sponsored by Bud Light. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. You know, at first we were, we were talking about how Bud Light had doubled down, that they had come out in support of more of these uh, LGBT issues, despite the fact that they were seeing a massive drop off in sales. We're now about to enter the 4th of July weekend and they're offering free beer. That's right. Buy their beer, they'll give you your money back. Free. What we see here is, I think it's a surrender. I do. I think it's a surrender. I think it's an uh, absolute victory. And I think it shows, my friends, get woke, go broke. When they sponsored Pride in Toronto, and you had nude men in front of children, They do these events with nude people gyrating and thrusting in front of children. I'm sorry. Regular people just say enough. And I had to wonder about this. You know, these pride events have always done this stuff. Why now? I think it's the internet. I think regular people did not know what pride parades actually were. Now, there are cult members, default liberal types, who would just go down and join in these events. And they would just wave and cheer. And these are the kind of people that would salute Hitler. And uh, yeah, I know, you know, uh, what is it? Godwin's law. All uh, internet arguments devolve into calling someone a Nazi. But no, these are the people who would cheer for the struggle sessions in China. They have no thoughts of their own. Their heads are empty. All they know is narrative says do it, so they do. But there are free thinking people. And I wonder if because of the history of this nation, you have a higher density of free-thinking individualists than many other nations, thus making us more resilient to this kind of collectivist psychosis. That is, enough people will look at the video and say, I ain't having nothing to do with that. 
Maybe it's because the nation is so large and there are a lot of people who live in the middle of nowhere. There are more individualists who say, I know what's right and I know what's wrong. As opposed to these people you see in the streets cheering for the lewd and lascivious behavior and exploitation of children. I think most people in this country are more so like, I have a moral line and y'all have crossed it. I have to wonder about that, right? After seeing Bud Light get hit so hard, after, I love this one. Take a look at this from Rolling Stone. You know, we're putting a little uh, bookend on this story because it's definitive at this point that Bud Light got woke and went broke. Rolling Stone wrote April 8th, companies that get woke aren't going broke. They're more profitable than ever. Sorry, Kid Rock. Bud Light's going to be just fine. Wow. The steepest decline in sales we've seen yet, and it has been three months. That's it. That's what I see. I, I see it is, it is definitive. It is done. Bud Light forced to give away their beer for free. They're no longer the top brand. That's what you get when you market in this direction. So admittedly, man, not a whole lot going on in the news. We do have some political stuff going on. But I saw this and I saw these videos. I think it's important. DC Drano tweeting just a couple of days ago, Bud Light does not want video of their sponsorship of a pride parade in Canada going around. No, I think they do. There it is. Official sponsor of Pride 2023, Bud Light. Man. You got to sue, right? I know that the, the, the Trump, uh, so it's, a, it's a, what is it, America First Legal? Someone is putting together a lawsuit to go after Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, for um, basically violating their fiduciary duty to the shareholders. This is going, we're going to see Bud Light stock tank even more. And it's not just about the fact that they're doubling down. It's about, look, June 26, we got the previous week's sales report and it showed a 20, 28.5% decline. The previous week was 26.8. And then they doubled down again over this past weekend. What does that mean? My friends, it means that when next week's sales numbers come out, it's going to be even worse. Now, look, I'm not here to give anybody financial advice, but I will say I really don't understand how it is that people have held onto Anheuser-Busch stock. Seriously, I would have I, I would have expected it to be down in like the $20 area by now. I'm not a financial guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying like, Imagine watching the stock tank every single day, drop, 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 drop. And you're like, I'm going to hold on to that. You think it's going to improve? Let me just say it again. I'm not, no financial advice, but I have to imagine after their sales collapse, three months on, they keep dropping. They're no longer the top brand. And now they quadruple, triple, septuple down and sponsor pride. Okay. I'm surprised people actually want to hold on to that stuff. They even mentioned that Budweiser, not Bud Light, Budweiser dropped 12.3%. Michelob Ultra, Michelob Ultra fell 4%. Bush Light, another popular uh, Bush, Anheuser-Busch uh, product, dropped 8.1%. Meanwhile, Modelo Especial is up 8.6. They're number one. It's amazing. Look at this. Miller's up 16. Coors is up 21.8. Yingling Lager up 25.1. Why? Well, you know, Yingling came out at, they, they sponsored a venue in Bethlehem, PA that was having a, an all ages drag event. And they came out and said, we worked with the venue to make it 18 plus. 
We want responsible, responsible drinking. And we were like, hey, man, good on you. That was the right move. Simple, done, fast. Bud Light said, hold my beer. So here we are. It's not just this cart, of course. You also had this stage performance with big Bud Light banners. And it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that they know how bad it is. Here's the latest update. Bud Light giving away beer for free to try and save July 4th sales. They've been giving the beer away for free now, what, a month and a half? So I just have this question. To any of you who are holding on to Anheuser-Busch stock, serious question, not a device, question. Knowing that Molson Coors is going up, that Yingling is going up, these other companies are going up, and Anheuser-Busch is going down, who in their right mind would hold on to that stock? Serious question. And for that matter, why? I wonder, I wonder, I don't know, if, maybe, they, maybe they are. Are people shorting Anheuser-Busch stock? Because I'm, I'm thinking like maybe that's something I should do. I don't, I don't know. I, I try to stay away from that stuff because I don't understand any of it. For the most part, like I don't know how there's like rules or whatever. And I don't want to tell anybody to do anything, whatever. So I'm, I'm not going to get involved in that. But I'm wondering, isn't this the point where people would bet on the stock to fail because you're going to make a bunch of money off of it? They're giving away their beer for free, ladies and gentlemen. A company, have you guys seen Iron Man? When uh, in the first one, this is like 15 years ago now this movie comes out. Tony Stark announces that Stark Industries is no longer going to make weapons. And they have that scene with Jim Cramer where he's like, sell, sell, sell. This is a weapons manufacturer that doesn't make weapons. And then he like smashes a mug with a baseball bat or whatever. Anheuser-Busch. This is a beer company that gives away their beer for free. Why? I don't know. I'm assuming, you know, most investors are not retail investors, though. The people buying stock in Anheuser-Busch are probably just big firms or whatever, and they don't care. And they're like, meh, you know, they're going to lose money, but they've diversified their portfolio. So they probably are holding, you know, Miller and Anheuser-Busch. So they're just like, whatever, whatever. Take a look at this. On its website, Bud Light debuted a $15 rebate for purchases of a $15 pack of Budweiser, Bud Light, Budweiser Select, blah, blah, blah. Per the rebates terms of service, the discount amount will be added to be equal to the purchase price of one 15-pack of beers mentioned above, up to $15. Purchases must be made between June 15th and July 8th. The announcement comes, blah, 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 Dylan Mulvaney. I love how every story does this. At this point, three months on, literally everybody gets it. The rebate announced for the July 4th holiday makes Bud Light beer free in some areas as Target's website shows a 15-pack of the beer currently selling for around $12.99. The rebate will be paid out to consumers via a prepaid digital card, the announcement said. As Bud Light boycotts continue, the beer sales have seen an impact. I love it. Rolling Stone. Sorry, Kid Rock. Bud Light's going to be just fine. Well, <laughs> I love this. There's a guy... That the image they have is a guy pumping with a bike pump and the purple bar. It's like a rainbow flag and it's growing. Get woke, go broke has become a rallying cry, blah, blah, blah. Kid Rock. Oh, oh, look at this. With all the companies these grievance peddlers are busy trying to destroy, it's an undue surprise that some have slipped through the cracks. They say Keurig. Uh, what else What else have they got? Well, uh, United Airlines. Get woke, go broke, Carhartt, blah, blah, blah. You know? 
Sebastian Gorka tweeting, never buy Carhartt products again. Starbucks stores went on strike this past week. And the reason they did was because Starbucks ordered staffers to take down pride decorations. Now, the corporate denies this, and they never did. But workers say they were told to take the decorations down. Maybe what's happening is that many of these regional stores that have their own policies, they are the ones who said, take down the decorations. Why? My Starbucks doesn't have pride decorations. My Starbucks is in MAGA country. You think the manager at that Starbucks wants to put up the pride stuff in MAGA country? Uh Uh-uh. Now, they were probably like, listen, we will lose all of our money if we do this. Just take them down. And here's the other funny thing. The people who work at the Starbucks don't care. For the most part, I mean, maybe they do. I don't know. They don't seem to care. It's all about where your store is for the most part. So Starbucks is probably saying, look, this country is not unified. There are many areas that are red and many areas that are blue. And so I bet a lot of these Starbucks that got shut down are in suburban areas that lean conservative, lean Republican. When you get videos of adult men shaking their genital at ch- genitals at children, you are going to see a lot of people say no to the pride stuff. And this is where I think we, we this is where, how I think it all happens. You have a lot of conservatives. I saw this video where it's like, I don't know exactly what it's about. Some Republican said a slur. He didn't call someone a slur. And so he's doing this big apology tour. I don't know the exact details, so I don't want to, spec- you know, it's just an example. I don't want to specifically single out that. Dude, so many conservatives get on their knees and they beg, oh, we're so sorry, woke left. I'm sorry I did thing. Nah, don't, don't. I, I, I like to hope that we here at Timcast are a part of that machine that says, shut your effing mouth to these whiny loser conservatives who beg for forgiveness from the left. Because we're past that point. We're, I'm past that point. I don't care. To be fair, I, I barely cared enough in the past as it was. You know, I'd be at these protests with these lefties and they'd say, hey, you really shouldn't film this. I'd be like, shut up. And that was like one of the big moments for me, honestly, when during Occupy Wall Street, I filmed these people deflating police tires and they were like, stop filming us. And I'm like, shut up. I'm going to film whatever I want. You can't tell me what to do. And that's, and this is where we're at now. Finally, regular people are just saying, shut up. I don't care. You have no power over me. Now I get it. People are terrified that the far left mob will throw a brick through their window. And so they just cry and they pray and they beg. Love me, love me. Yeah, you guys get the reference there, right? These people live in, 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 these, in these urban districts, these urban areas, and they, 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 they're, they're scared of the terrorism. But now the movement, I think, has become so prominent. The, 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 the culture war has shifted so dramatically. You ain't winning this way anymore. Here's what I see. And I mentioned it before. Look at this. Disney has lost nearly 900 million on its recent film flops. Get woke, go broke. I went and saw Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse and it was the worst film I have ever seen on par with The Last Jedi. And I know that there are people who are going to immediately comment and be like, Last Jedi was actually good for this reason. Across the Spider-Verse was very good. No, it wasn't. Dude, you, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to like movies. You're allowed to disagree with me. I'm not saying like I am the arbiter of truth on movie critique. Let me tell you, there's one scene in Across the Spider-Verse where dude's sitting there 
Miles Morales with his backpack and it's got a BL, hashtag BLM. Yo, the Black Lives Matter organization has been accused of stealing money and buying themselves lush properties and a whole bunch of other corrupt stuff. No one knows where the money went. They got to protect trans kids banner up in the movie. One of the, one of the, the, the main characters, supposedly a good guy, his, he's a Spider-Man. His, his character arc introduction shows him throwing Molotov cocktails at police. But more importantly, the movie was bad because it had no story. Get woke, go broke. Now, I don't know why the first Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which is the animated ones, it was really, really good. I thought it was great. It wasn't overtly woke. We talked about how it was done right. This next one jammed in a bunch of weird woke nonsense. It wasn't overt, but they, it was subtle and over the top. But there was no story. Um, I, look, spoiler alerts, I guess, but there's no ending to that movie. And I'm not exaggerating and I'm not being cute. Literally, the movie abruptly stops before any conclusion and it just has to be continued. There's no, there's no ending. Random things happen and then it just ends. And I was like, but what's the story? It was like a day in the life of Miles Morales' character. When woke people get involved, ideology becomes more important than meritocracy. So instead of taking the people who are truly good at what they do and saying, make, make, make something great, they bring in people who are not good at what they do and they say, aren't we proud that we brought in diversity? That was one of the big stories around the Ocean Gate Titanic sub collapse implosion. That the company hired people. He didn't want to hire old white men because it wasn't inspirational. And then the sub, they, they say it imploded. I, mean, I guess we don't know for sure, but it makes the most sense. There was a whole breach and then... It just got crushed under the pressure of the sea. And they died instantly. So they say, I mean, look, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say those people have lost their lives. It's sad. But this is it. Disney losing nearly a billion bucks. Subscribers bleeding from Netflix. This is a victory lap for all of us. Get woke, go broke. I love this one. Six days ago, the BBC said, if U.S. companies go woke, do they really go broke? The answer is yes, they do. Now, what they'll do is they'll cherry pick their definitions and make it seem like it's not the case. That's what Rolling Stone tried doing. The BBC says in a viral video, Brie Teresi makes the, makes, it takes aims at, at cans of Bud Light, says get, uh, go woke, go broke. I'm sorry, it is get woke, go broke. I don't know where this go woke, go broke thing came from, but it has always been get woke, go broke. I, I, will, I will die on that hill. I really don't care if you say get woke or go woke or whatever. But the hash, the reason why I, you know, to be honest, the reason why I'm like, no, 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 it's get woke, go broke is because there's already a hashtag with like millions of hits on it. So one of the tactics we see, we have seen in political manipulation is to create dummy hashtags. So it's hard to search for information. If people can search for get woke, go broke and see all these millions of posts, then you see prominence, you see virality, you see opportunity. So the, things would happen in the past where there would be a hashtag like free Julian Assange. And then someone would create a hashtag that spelled incorrectly, maybe on accident, maybe on purpose. And now people were using the wrong hashtag and it divides. So you, it, doesn't, it doesn't trend. If a million people tweet at the same time, get what go broke, trending. If half a million tweet two different things, now they're competing with each other only one or neither could trend. You see my point. They say conservative reaction to brands, blah, blah, blah. Here's the question. Originally a slang term denoting awareness of social injustice. The word woke used by right-wing Republicans, blah, blah, blah. Look at this. 
They say that an analysis released by JP Morgan in May projected that Anheuser-Busch's earnings for the year would drop 26% with sales not recovering until 2024. I don't think they will. Bud Light sponsored more pride events with naked men marching in front of children. Yo, at this point, after seeing this stuff, this is what I said the other day. I go to the casino, some, some, you know, West Virginian lady orders a Bud Light. I don't say anything. Now I will. I'm at the point now after seeing that, where if I'm sitting down at the table and someone orders a Bud Light, I'm going to be like, do us all a favor and don't order the pedo beer. Like, you, you know that Bud Light paid for events where naked men thrust their junk in front of kids, right? I, I will say it now because I'm pissed off now. It's one thing for, this, for, this, for these brands to blindly march into the culture war and for us to be annoyed by it. Now, you know and I know that Bud Light knows exactly what they're sponsoring. They mentioned Nike, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we get it. We get it. And they don't really answer the question. They say observers believe boycotts are likely to increase. They are. The tides are turning. I'll tell you why. For those that have watched all my videos on this, you know. It's the Bud Light effect. Two things happen. If you embrace this stuff, regular people are just tired of it. They're tired of it. They're sickened by it. So they're going to abandon your brand. But the most important thing, the second thing, is that young people are now seeing that if you make a video talking about companies getting woke, you'll get a million hits. So let me say that to all of you fledgling creators. You want to get traffic? Talk about this. That's right. Which perpetuates the cycle. Spreads awareness. Share the videos. These videos about Bud Light, about the sales, they get massive play. I did a video yesterday, yesterday about the Pride Marchers. We had Elad Eliyahu, our reporter, on the ground at New York City, filming people say we're coming for your children. 300,000 hits. The video itself that he filmed has like 50 million hits. Because of this, you're going to have young people be like, how can I get attention? How can I build followers? And then they're going to see this is what goes viral. And they're going to be like, okay, that's the fastest way to fame and fortune. I'm not saying it's a good thing. In fact, it's vain. It's vapid. And this is what drove a lot of wokeness. Young people thinking they'll get clicks if they do it. Now they're seeing the inverse. So this is the end of wokeness. The culture war is shifting. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see y'all then. You know, Bill Maher's far from perfect, but I got respect for him when he says what I think needs to be said. Fox News reports Bill Maher rails against New York Times and media for being hostile to RFK Jr. coverage. I'm pissed off, he says. RFK Jr.'s in the polls, and he's polling in the double digits. Predict It has officially launched the shares of RFK Jr. as a presidential candidate. He could beat Joe Biden. I believe the shares are selling at around 10 cents. For those that aren't familiar with Predict It, you buy a share in a candidate, and then if they win, you, you get like more money. So if you bought at 10 cents and then RFK does become the nominee, those shares are now worth a dollar. So it's a 10x return. Not advocating anyone use the service, but it's basically like a wisdom of the crowd predictor. Are people going to buy shares in a candidate thinking they're going to win? Where's the news from Fox News? 
Liberal comedian Bill Maher took aim at the New York Times and legacy media broadly for its hostile coverage of Democratic presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I want to take issue with the media here because it incenses me how they write about you, he told RFK. Right away, I'm pissed off because of misinformation. How about you're the newspaper? Just tell me what he said and I'll decide what's misinformation. This arrogance of we know what the misinformation is about science. I read an article in the New York Times, so you know it must be true. The HBO host scoffed at the Times characterization of billionaire tech tycoon Elon Musk as the increasingly rightward leaning chief executive of Twitter. Do you consider Elon Musk right wing? Kennedy asked. No, Ma responded. I consider him ultra liberal. Kennedy added, I actually agree with that. I agree. Maher went on to read another excerpt from the report, which labeled Kennedy a leading vaccine skeptic who has promoted other conspiracy theories. Quote, I love this. They go right from he's a vaccine skeptic and other. See, if you're a skeptic, then everything else is a conspiracy theory right along with it. Maher said before he continued reading, yet he has consistently hovered around 20% like that also. The arrogance of, huh, what could have been going on in the minds of these morons who are gathering to this candidacy? He also took a swipe at the Times for writing that Kennedy said pharmaceutical drugs were responsible for the rise of mass shootings in America. Yeah, I didn't actually say that, Kennedy said. I'm sure you didn't, Maher exclaimed. I said it should be looked at, the Democrat added. Yeah, it should. And I don't even have to look at it. It's part of the issue, Maher said. Here's what I love. Going after the media. Let's talk about it. For one, I disagree. I disagree with some of uh, uh, the positions taken by RFK Jr., but I respect his willingness to uh, uh, investigate, cite studies, and bring these ideas up. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert. I don't necessarily think that he is, but he does cite many studies when it comes to certain medical treatments. I do want to stress this because I tweeted about it. People keep saying that the reason ivermectin was never approved was because if there was an approved treatment, it would negate any emergency youth authorization for the vaccines. Not true. Monoclonal antibodies were EUA approved as well. They could have given ivermectin if it really was a treatment emergency use authorization. It wouldn't have negated anything. I don't understand that argument. And, and then people respond to me with, yeah, but monoclonals are expensive. I didn't say they were cheap. I'm saying there were other treatments that didn't negate it. So I, I'm saying that one point, I don't agree. As always, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. But let's talk about the media. We had a video go viral uh, this past weekend. Timcast News reporting, Elad Eliyahu took the video, of uh, pride marchers chanting, we're coming for your children. And I get these media outlets claiming I shared it. And I'm like, I covered it several days later. But I, Timcast News, a news organization, not me personally, but just what the media does. They know that putting my name in the article is going to get clicks. So instead of saying Timcast News, which is a private entity that uh, admittedly I own, so that, that, that they're going to be like, well, you know, Tim owns it. So therefore he shared it. I did not personally share that video when it went out. It was shared by Elad Eliyahu, the reporter on the, in question. But this is what the media does. They prescribe things to you. You did not say they extract context. They remove it. They excise context. A better way to put it. Like uh, recently I said, those audio recordings of Trump, AI deepfakes in the context of me saying quite literally, anyone could claim anything was a deepfake. I was being sarcastic and making the point I had been making for, for the past several weeks. But they cherry picked the one tweet and then tell everyone I legitimately meant that Trump was AI, gen like these were AI generated audios. I mean, they could be sure, whatever. But that's the game they play. Context is irrelevant. It's like when uh, Count Dankula 
made the gag video of his pug doing the Nazi salute. And they said, doesn't matter. Context is irrelevant. And they actually criminally charged him for it. They don't care. But let's talk about where we're at with the presidential race. Predict it. Very proudly says Robert F. Kennedy now live. Ooh, trade now, they say. Currently, RFK Jr. shares are going for 10 cents. Gavin Newsom's at 17 and Joe Biden's at 67. This is not a poll. This is not the approval rating for the individuals. This is the perception of likelihood the individual becomes the presidential nominee for the Democratic Party. Joe Biden's at 67. I think in my personal opinion, I'm not telling anybody to partake in this. I'm just saying I think Joe Biden will not be the nominee. I, I, I just don't see it happening. So you can buy no or buy yes. And then you can buy, you know, RFK Jr. No at 91 cents. I actually think, so here's how it works. If RFK Jr. starts polling better and more people believe he'll actually win, the shares will go up in value. You don't need him to win to actually make money off it. That's why people play the game. I am not advocating for that. Over at the 538 polling, we can see June 19th to 20th from Emerson, Kennedy at 15%. Take a look at that. From June 14th to 15th, Harris X poll, Biden at 62 with Kennedy at 15. And here's the crazy thing. They did a poll of Kennedy versus Marion Williamson. Kennedy 34 to Williamson's 14. I like Marion Williamson. I think she's wrong about a lot of things. She's a really nice lady, though. Uh, what else do we got? Big Village, Kennedy. Kennedy seems to be the main guy they're putting up against Biden right now. And he's polling around 20%. That's amazing. Over at the GOP contenders. We got Ron DeSantis dropping in the predicted markets. 31 cents now to Trump's 56. Tim Scott's rising. Mike Pence down there with four cents. There's 11 more contracts. Tucker Carlson's got one cent. I don't think these are worth anything. I do not believe Ron DeSantis will be the nominee based on the merits as it stands today. I do believe it is entirely possible and and very, very possible. He may end up the nominee for other reasons. Let me let me clarify that statement. Based on the merits of of the candidacy of the campaigns, DeSantis will not win. Based on the political elements, the prosecution of Trump, etc., it's possible DeSantis becomes the nominee. And I think there's a strong possibility that is the case, right? To clarify once again, what I'm saying is, if it is a strict race between the two candidates, Trump obviously wins. If there is some kind of interference in that Trump is incapacitated, removed by incarceration, DeSantis is the nominee. That's kind of an obvious statement because DeSantis is second place. So if Trump's out of the picture for any reason, why would it be anybody else? But what we can see here, when you look at the polling, man, DeSantis is dropping. You can see here he started around 30, 30%. He was at uh, 29.7 at Trump's 46. Trump has been going up and DeSantis has been dropping. And what we've seen in polls, we were talking about this last night. Look at Ramaswamy popping up. He was, oh, here we go. He enters the race, Ramaswamy, around 3.8. He falls down about 2.6. I like Vivek. Let's see. And it could be because other people entered like Hutchison and Christie. So we'll see. We'll see. But, um, Let's 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 talk about Ron, Ronnie Boy. I like him. Good policy. Uh, Charisma is lacking. Policies specifically related to keeping kids away from lewd and lascivious activities, keeping books out of these schools. Very, very obvious ones. Women's sports. These are culture war issues that we, of course, deeply care about. So good on Ron DeSantis. As for his presidential campaign, I don't know. I'd like to see some policy when uh, I'd, I'd like to see some foreign policy, but I'll, I'll stress this point again. All of the DeSantis supporters in the world can insult me and attack me on the internet. You're not changing my stance. 
Currently, there is a deep fake ad put up by the DeSantis War Room, which is run by his official people. It's got deep fake images to smear Trump, and they have not deleted it. He should delete it, and he should apologize for it having happened. He won't do it. Okay. It's not hard. Does Trump lie? Of course he does. Do other candidates lie? They all do. It's disgusting. I hate all politics. I'm not here to get behind Donald Trump and scream and cheer his name. If Trump committed crimes, lock him up, whatever, don't care. I just think Trump's more likely to fire people, and I know his foreign policy, and I like it. Ron DeSantis, not so sure on his foreign policy. I think he's done well in a lot of other areas. But yo, if you make deep fakes, and you run those, and you refuse to take it down, I will not vote for you. Period. That's it. And they say, oh, the RNC did it. They made a fake gag commercial where it was like, this is what the future might look like under Joe Biden. That's great. That's good use of AI. That's them explicitly saying, this is what the future may be. Yeah, fine, whatever. It's art. But to make a picture, three of them, and say real life Trump and put it out there, uh uh-uh, I'm not playing that game. So y'all can come out and apologize and say you shouldn't have done it, and I'll say sure. But until then, I ain't voting for DeSantis. So if for some reason Trump is out of the picture, I might vote RFK Jr. Is he perfect? No. I don't trust him on gun rights. He's he's flip-flopped in a bunch of positions. But I'll tell you, me, I'm looking at Trump and, and RFK Jr. As the, as the main candidate. Surprisingly, I don't even want to vote Democrat. But RFK Jr., I don't know. It'd be nice to get an insurgent candidate in there. So, so maybe he would be better. Hard to know for sure. I really don't know. We'll see what happens. In the meantime, thanks, Bill Maher, for speaking out and calling out the media. It matters. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. It's a must-see video. A must-see from Charlie Kirk. White guilt caught on camera. Black man brandishes a knife and makes death threats. White man calls cops. Police arrest black man for terroristic threats. White man begins to cry. I didn't want him arrested. He's going to think I did this because I'm white and he's black. This is what decades of official racial scapegoating and abuse produce. A weeping, pleading underclass that begs police not to protect it from dangerous criminals. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I will play for you this clip and then let's address the issue. He was arrested and charged with simple assault and terroristic threats. Following his arrest, he was transported to the DeKalb County Jail. I want to point out it is, I believe, two black officers arresting the black man who brandished a knife. This is from 2022, May 18th. Why is it happening? I'm being arrested? Yes. yes. For what? I'll be with you in just one second. Mm-hmm. But still, he, um, I will need for you to fill out a statement for him. I don't want him arrested. I just want him to leave us alone. No, but he had a weapon on him and it was terrorist threats. Brandishing is not a crime with a knife. Brandishing is brandishing. only a crime for a gun. Terroristic threats, though, sorry. Because he said die to me and had his knife out? What, all that was done. The threats, everything. Okay. Let me get a statement. I thought you were going to arrest him, I wouldn't call. I just wanted to leave this alone. I understand, but we still have a job to do. Now he's going to say, he's going to think I'm doing this because I'm white and he's black. Man, or he's homeless and I'm not. I don't want but did that. He, but did he do what he did? Yeah, but I don't want him thinking that I did it because he's in whatever situation he's in. I, I just want him to leave us alone. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, no. Oh, man. Talk about amazing. Yo, he literally cries. Yo, this guy came at you with a knife and, and threatened to kill you. What is up with these people? This is what this is what religion looks like. OK, this is a, this is a non-theistic religion. This is a guy. I'll tell you, there's two things I think I see here. One, he's probably indoctrinated. So he's crying, you know, all my privilege. What have I done? There have been so many stories of people who are like, I don't want to call the police, even though someone's breaking into my house. This could be one of them. There's another reality. It could be that this guy now knows he's on body camera and he had a black man arrested. Antifa is going to come to his house and they are going to destroy it. I think we should consider not that this guy is just some kind of low T dude who's crying. I think that plays a role either way. I think he's terrified that activists will now come to destroy his life. And they will. And by crying and putting on this, this display, he can apologize, bend the knee to the mob and say, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. Because he didn't want to be a Karen. Because the body camera footage showed him saying, thank you, officer. They'd say, you're a collaborator. So instead, he'd say, no, what are you doing? This shouldn't happen. Now they're going to say, see, you shouldn't have called the police and say, I know I was wrong. He'll feign outrage. He'll agree with the far left. And this is the current state of this country. Listen to that one more time. I understand, but we still have a job to do. Now he's going to say, he's going to think I'm doing this because I'm white and he's black. Man, or he's homeless and I'm not. I don't want but did that. He, but did he do what he did? Yeah, but I don't want him thinking that I did it because he's in whatever situation he's in. I, I just want him to leave us alone. I just want him to leave us alone. You know what this guy's saying? The cops come. They come to this guy with the knife and they say, just leave this nice couple alone. And he goes, okay, and he leaves. And then he goes up to another group of people with his knife. You see, that's why we arrest people who are threatening death with a deadly weapon. And this guy has the nerve to say, like, brandishing is only for guns, not for knives. These people just don't understand at all. And many of you probably do. Knives can be more dangerous than guns. Mythbusters did it. They had the guy, they had the, the, the test where one guy's got a knife and the other guy, it's, it's like, it was like a sponge. And the goal was to try and hit someone with the sponge before they can draw and tag you with a laser. Sure enough, within 21 yards, these are two, these guys are not fit. Within 20, 21 yards, he was able to make contact with the sponge before the laser could touch him. And that was meant to signify within 21 yards, someone can get a knife into the officer or the individual before the gun can. In close range, knives, more deadly. But it depends. It depends. Obviously, if you're in like there's tons of people, guns are very, very deadly. We don't want this guy roaming the streets hurting people. But this guy who's crying cares more about his cult than he does at the safety of the people in his community. That's how insane things have gotten. Take a look at this. Penn State professor sues the college after he claimed he was forced to teach that the English language is racist and the embodiment of white supremacy. It's where we are. It's where we are. You know what? We talked about it last night. We had a member call in and say, you know, evolution's broken. I said, no, it's not. Evolution is not broken. These people who would allow a violent person with a knife to roam their neighborhoods are less likely to survive. Evolution ain't broken. 
They're less likely to have kids, less likely to survive, more likely to get abortions, more likely to sterilize their kids. The crime that we see in these Democrat areas, more likely to hinder the life of the people who live there. The future is obvious. It's not about, it doesn't need to be overt. You need to understand it's just simple pressure. Pressure is all it is. If you have 10 people living, uh, let's just say on an island, and 10 people living in the middle of the country, who's more likely to survive? Well, the island has pressures and finite resources, meaning over a long enough period of time, no matter what you do, there will be a finite amount of people on that island. Mainland, middle America, they could spread out. You will see a larger expansion. It's that simple. If in a city, the crime rate is 0.1% from the murder rate, that's all it takes. Out of a thousand people, one person dies, reduces the amount of people that are available to procreate. Simple as that. So what we are seeing with abortion, with crime, with sterilization are epic levels of pressure being placed on urban liberals. This is why I've been saying, get out of cities. You don't want to end up like this. I don't want to see our cities fall, but it's because of men like this crying that they likely will. Because when this person goes to a store and robs it, someone like him is going to say, don't arrest them, let him go. Then they'll go rob another store. Eventually they'll kill somebody. Somebody will get hurt. Somebody will die. And that's where we're at. That is the current state of things. But where do we go? Where do we end up? Yo, look, this guy crying is actually a good sign. It shows that things are actually turning around. You can mock the guy. You can make fun of the guy. I feel bad for the guy. But it shows us that we're reaching that critical mass. They're not going to be able to run their cities effectively. The cities will struggle. They will fall. And it's like this uh, pendulum swing. You know, when you look at uh, big cities, I was reading about the history of Chicago, for instance, and you've got the, the inner city, they call it. And it's, it's, it's a bad neighborhood, a lot of crime, cheaper property, properties not taken care of. And they say it's because of white flight. That's what they call it. But here's what happens. You have wealthy people living in the city. Then for some reason, usually what happens is this. What I can speak for in terms of the modern era. People have kids. Those kids grow up in these neighborhoods. The kids get jobs and can't afford to live in the same neighborhood. That's very expensive. So they move to an area that's slightly, that's, that's, that's slightly less expensive. This is gentrification. The college kids move in. They buy properties for the cheap. As they get older, they make more money make the properties nicer, new business moves in, the neighborhood becomes more expensive, taxes go up, pushing out the poor people. So where do they go? They go to the neighborhoods that were left behind, that are now in decline. And this is the pendulum swing. At one point, the cities were prominent and wealthy. People migrated to the suburbs. Then the cities became crime-ridden, and the suburbs became wealthier. It's going to go back and forth. This could be what we're seeing is a larger swing in terms of rural versus urban where cities in general are now suffering that downswing. San Francisco, for example, shutting down the mall. I should say surrendering the mall. The mall still exists. They surrendered the mall. They surrendered two major hotels. We're even seeing prominent liberals announce they're leaving San Francisco because, because of how bad it's gotten. So what do we see? Pendulum swing, baby. From blue areas to red areas, from cities to the countryside. Nobody wants to live in these hellscapes. And I blame guys like this. Now you can blame his upbringing, you can blame the system, but they vote for it. And this is where it brings you. Bravo. Good, sir. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. Welcome, my friends, to the Modern University. 
from the post millennial biology professor fired from Texas college after saying sex is determined by chromosomes. Students complained about his religious preaching, discriminatory comments about homosexuals and transgender individuals, anti-abortion rhetoric and misogynistic banter. Now, of course, that subheader, a lot more than him just saying it's because he said sex is determined by chromosomes. But apparently they walked out when he said it. And this was the catalyst, the current state of the modern university. So I want to read you this story, but I have a question for all of you. Why are you sending your kids to college? Serious question. Why would you even consider it? I get super chats on Timcast IRL. We have guests and like my kids going to college. And I'm like, are you nuts? Do you have any idea? Like you, you have to know what's happening in these places. And then you get the leftists that are like, college should be free because then people get good jobs. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Skills give you good jobs. Entrepreneurship capabilities. Your kid will be better off learning how to make birdhouses than going to college. Because a birdhouse you can sell. You make enough of them. Start a business. Expand your business. College. Yes, yeah, some, some schools make sense if you want to be a lawyer or something. But trade school is probably better if you want a good job. The post reports. At St. Philip's College in San Antonio, biology professor Johnson Varkey was fired after 20 years of teaching. Four students walked out of his class after he reiterated that sex is determined by chromosomes. According to a letter sent to the college by First Liberty Legal Group, Varkey received an email from Randall Dawson, the vice president for academic success, on January 10th, 2023. The email stated, I am sending you a notification that Alamo College's District Human Resources Department is in receipt of an ethics violation complaint from JBSA Lackland related to your facilitation of the BIOL 2402 class during the Flex 2 Fall 2022 term. After Varkey responded to the email asking what the violation was, Dawson did not respond. However, Varkey received a notice informing him of his termination of employment on January 27th. The notice claimed that there that was several complaints about religious preaching, discriminatory comments, et cetera, et cetera. We read that part. According to the first letter from first to the letter from First Liberty, the incident with the students walk, walking out happened on November 28th, 2022, after he said, quote, sex was determined by chromosomes X and Y. The letter says that although Varkey is a devout Christian, he never mentioned them in class and did not preach any of his beliefs. According to the letter, he had been speaking this way about the biological nature of sex for his whole time at St. Philip, and no other students have ever complained about the basic scientific comments. The letter alleges that as a result of the firing, Varkey has a right to legal damages under the First Amendment and other legal protections. As a public university, St. Philip is subject to the protections given under such laws. The letter states, St. Philip's College violated Title VII when it terminated Dr. Varkey because of his religious beliefs and protected speech. The only reason the college gave for firing him was the student complaints of religious preaching, discriminatory comments about homosexuals and transgender individuals, anti-abortion rhetoric and misogynistic banter. It goes on to say that while Dr. Varkey never preached or proselytized in class, the accusation of religious preaching was clearly in connection with the fact that he serves as an associate pastor. The letter says that legal action will be taken if Varkey is not reinstated. Send your kids to college, by all means. And don't be surprised when they come out with their heads shaven, telling you that biological sex doesn't exist and that anybody who chooses to get pregnant can. You know what I really love about the whole gender ideology debate? They've been talking about doing uterus implants, and uh, I think they've successfully done one in a woman. 
And for this, you now have trans women, biological males saying the bigots are going to be so, you know, uh, shocked when they do a uterus implant into a male and allow them to carry the baby. Only problem is pelvis. Yeah. The male pelvis cannot deliver a baby. It does not. It, 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 it doesn't. It, it, it didn't evolve that way. And so there's this funny video where you have the male and female pelvis and there's like a baby and you can pull a lever and it pushes the baby through or pushes the baby out or whatever. And the male pelvis, it can't. And the female pelvis, it can. Because women have babies. They have wider hips. It's so weird. We know this. I love that meme where it shows two skeletons. And it's like, it's so beautiful because you never know if they are male or female or black or white, just two people who loved each other. And someone's like, actually, we can tell based on, you know, the, the, the pronounced forehead, this person on the left is, 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 is male. And based on the mandibular jaw, blah, 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 it's like an Asian person. And the person on the right is a female, probably white, Caucasian, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they actually do know. Yes. Based on your skeleton, they can determine so much about you. Here's the really funny thing about all of it. AI knows better than we do. There are subtleties in all things that we cannot detect. But when you load in a million data points into a computer, it can find patterns we did not even think to look for. It could find that men are more likely to sniffle three times in winter on a Sunday. We just don't know because we don't look for it because it's so microscopic. But when all the data is loaded into the computer, it can easily sort out patterns and show this person's a man. How do you know that? Because they stub their toe more often. Really? Yeah. Men have longer middle toes. Maybe that means they stub their, their toes more often. Computers can see all of that. So when these people come out and say, there's no different, that is regressive. It's regressive. The differences are pronounced. The patterns are obvious. And, and as we integrate AI more and more into all of our uh, workings, everything's becoming obvious. It's crazy. There's this app. It's really cool. It's called Picture This. And you can take a picture of any plant and it will tell you what that plant is. I go outside and I'm like, oh, there's some kind of berry. Can I eat it? And it's like, yeah, you can. And I'm like, that's fantastic. Non-toxic to humans, it says. AI, taking a picture, scanning it, associating the patterns in that image with every other image of the similar plant, and now it knows. That is incredible. You know what that means? It means you can do the same thing for a person. Take a picture of their face, and no matter what surgeries they had, no matter what makeup they're wearing or wig, it will be able to tell you it's a male or female. I'm not saying to be mean to anybody. That's just a fact. You know, we're seeing a lot of really weird stuff. I'll add this one to the, to, to the story. Planned Parenthood is banned across Saskatchewan after supplying ninth graders with sexually explicit cards. This is crazy. Planned Parenthood Regina in Saskatchewan delivered a seminar to grade nine students and offered a game that included, included descriptions of extreme sex acts. The organization was banned from schools after parents complained. The local school district said it wasn't aware the inappropriate material would be offered after the seminar. It's a shift, man. People are starting to say no more. Now, this is in Canada, of all places. But I, I love this. I want to show you this image. Look at this. Cathedilia, being attracted to one's television set. Yes, that is one hot little box. It's always obedient, and you never fail to turn it on. If the sight of your remote gives you wood, you might have cathedilia. What? I'm sorry, dude. Look, we respect it when two people love each other and we want to protect that. I believe that there is a natural reason for homosexual tendencies. 
I'm trying to be academic here. So why is it that it's possible? Well, it exists because evolution allows it to exist. Granted, they won't have children biologically because you need a male and a female to procreate. But why could it be that two males want to be together? There have been instances throughout history where a man's family dies and it's just him and his children. And by pair bonding with anyone available, success is more likely. Same for females. The females, all the men could be off hunting and get killed or fall off a cliff. And the women band together and form bonds to help raise the kids and survive. That to me makes sense. Why would someone be attracted to a television set? That is probably a mental disorder. In that, probably in the DSM-5, I'd imagine, paraphilias of some sort, television sets didn't exist. They're new things. The idea that you could be attracted sexually to an inanimate object suggests a disorder. There is no evolutionary benefit, no rhyme or reason. It's just someone, something someone experiences. Now, even that being said, I think they should be allowed to live their lives and be happy fine if they want to have their television sets around. But I think we got to be honest about this conversation. And perhaps we should not be pushing these things onto kids. So Planned Parenthood gets banned. But I'll tell you, it's all part of the same thing. When they start pushing this stuff on kids and they claim things like biological sex doesn't exist, they're lying. They're, I'm sorry, they're, 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 they believe in crazy cult nonsense. The famous video from several years ago of that biologist debating Jordan Peterson saying, it is not true, according to this professor that claimed, they said there was no biological sex as a historian of medicine. It's false. Clearly and obviously false to anybody with any amount of common sense. But it's where we currently are. If you're a professor who believes it, they will fire you. So I say it again. Send your kids to these schools. Tell me how it goes. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. tonight at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.